When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I am Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and an environmentalist. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. And by the way, it's a year anniversary since I released my song, Fever Dream. Alright, let's get into it. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today in 1978, Sweden announced that it would enact a ban on aerosol sprays using chlorofluorocarbons, henceforth known as CFCs. Because of the connection between CFCs and negative impacts on the Earth's ozone layer, Sweden was the first country of many to ban CFCs and aerosol sprays. Canada, Norway, and Denmark were the first countries to follow in Sweden's footsteps. Eventually, every country in the world would follow in Sweden's footsteps and ban CFCs from aerosol cans, the majority joining during a treaty called the Montreal Protocol. The Montreal Protocol also banned things like bromine containing halons. Halons are gaseous compounds. And when they contain bromine, they can become corrosive to human tissue. The protocol has been revised eight times in the intervening years to keep it up to date with current environmental standards. Kofi Annan called the Montreal Protocol the most successful environmental agreement to date. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency backed this up in 2017 and said that 45 million cases of cataracts and 280 million cases of skin cancer had been avoided in the time since the protocol was enacted, and that the regulation of the compounds has saved the U.S. $4.2 trillion in healthcare costs. The bans ended up being pretty easy to enforce because consumers don't generally notice what's in their aerosol cans, so when something suddenly was missing, they didn't actually care. The CFCs were replaced with other ingredients, and the world went on like before, with people using their hairsprays, bug sprays, and whipped cream cans with ease. Before all the banning happened, chlorofluorocarbons were also commonly used as refrigerants. When they were discovered, they didn't seem that dangerous, just like mineral compounds. They were cheap, non-toxic, and not flammable. In addition to being propellant in spray cans and refrigerants, they were also used for plastic foams and insulation, solvents for cleaning electrical components, and also used in air conditioning units. Basically, they had a ton of different uses, so until the negative impacts were discovered, it made sense to have them be a super common material in manufacturing. CFCs were used with increasing frequency in post-war years, until scientists began discovering their hidden effects. This happened when the scientists began to use remote sensing tools to detect chemicals in the stratosphere. From this, they found that CFCs were present in the stratosphere at high altitudes, and that ozone presence was lower in these areas than normal, which increased how much UV radiation reached down to Earth. Some people began to understand that the ozone layer protects life on Earth from harmful ultraviolet rays of the sun. Scientists also realized that the depletion of the ozone layer contributed to higher incidences of skin cancer 
and cataracts. Therefore, they theorized that banning CFCs could help save the ozone layer from further damage, leading to Sweden's ban. The U.S. announced their ban on CFCs later that year, on October 15, 1978. Have these bans done anything to help the ozone layer recover? Well, they have, but it's been slow. To measure the progress of the ozone's healing, scientists look to the ozone hole over Antarctica. In 1985, scientists reported a 30% drop in ozone levels over Antarctica. Satellites began to observe the phenomenon, and the maximum extent of the depleted ozone ended up being about the size of North America in 1992. But luckily, since then, the hole is stabilized in size and is appearing to not get any bigger. Unluckily, though, the hole isn't stable. It doesn't seem to be getting smaller. Scientists do expect that it will begin to recover in the coming decades, and they believe it will return to 80s levels between 2050 and 2070. Hopefully by then, we'll have more agreements like the Montreal Protocols to further protect the environment. And now for today's music fact. Today in 2014, Justin Bieber had a rough night. He was racing a rented yellow Lamborghini against another sports car in Miami Beach, Florida, after hanging out at a club in South Beach. He got pulled over by the police for speeding, and they weren't pleased he was racing on the streets either, and then further upset the police by refusing to cooperate with orders while he was being pulled over. They charged him with resisting arrest, a DUI, and also having an expired driver's license. He was 19 at the time. The arrest happened at about 4 a.m., but he managed to keep his spirits up. His infamous mugshot features a wide smile and bright eyes. He was released on $2,500 bail. And now for today's final segment, I'm going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a January 23rd in my life. But actually today, I remember what I was doing on January 23rd, 2020. I released my song, Fever Dream. Fever Dream was a really big song for me to release because I think it was it really marked the next chapter of MXM Tune in the Dawn and Dusk era. And it was a song that I made in August of 2019. And I was so incredibly excited and proud of that work when I was done with it. I wrote it with two people, Luke Nikolai and Micah Premnath. Um, both of them are some of the most lovely creative minds I've ever had the chance of meeting. And I worked with them on a handful of other songs that I've done. But um, Fever Dream was a song I think that I listened to for the first time. And I was like, wow, I am genuinely proud of this. And I'm so excited to share it with people. Not to say that I haven't been proud of my work in the past. I think I was proud of it at that point. But I think Fever Dream was one of those first songs that I listened to it and I could hear myself from a outside perspective more easily in terms of like listening to it and being like, whoa, I think this is really good. And I don't just think it's good because I'm like proud of myself for getting through it and doing it. But I feel like this is like a song that if somebody listens to it, they're also going to think, wow, this is a good song. I don't know how to explain it, but I guess that's the best way I can. That's all for today. Come back tomorrow for more weird and funky facts and please subscribe on your favorite podcasting device. I'll see you tomorrow. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.